Have you ever noticed how a calm mind can really set the stage for a good night's sleep? That's the idea behind our new podcast, Good Sleep. Greg, our host from Optimal Relationships Daily, is here to help ease you into a peaceful night's rest with some positive affirmations. And these affirmations aren't just comforting. They can help ease anxiety and nurture positive thoughts, setting you up for true good sleep. So press play on good sleep tonight because a good tomorrow starts with a good night's sleep. Just search for good sleep in your podcast app and be sure to pick the one from Optimal Living Daily. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 1301, The Real Benefit of Being Rich by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. And I'm Diana Merriam, your new host and self-proclaimed personal finance enthusiast, reading to you from the best blogs on personal finance every single day of the year. If you're confused about who I am and why I'm here, Take a listen to the episode right before this, where I introduce myself and tell you a little bit about me. For more podcasts covering different topics, we actually have six shows now. Dan moved from this podcast over to Optimal Startup Daily, so go ahead and check that out, or we'd love if you'd listen to all of our shows by searching for Optimal Living Daily wherever you get your podcasts. Now, if you happen to listen to my intro episode, you'll know that my personal finance journey all started with what I like to call a refreshing punch in the face from reading the Mr. Money Mustache blog. So let's jump right in and continue optimizing your life. The Real Benefit of Being Rich by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. There have been a lot of big bills coming across my kitchen table recently. Property taxes, car registrations, income taxes, and things for the school orchestra in which little money mustache plays a stand-up bass. Plus, the usual credit card bills for all my spending on groceries, and not all that rare luxury indulgences. There's nothing bad or unexpected in this pile of bills, but I still see it adding up to a tidy sum. But this morning, as I was looking at the latest one, a bill from the city of Longmont for all the various utilities, I noticed that the same familiar feeling crept across my chest that I had felt for all these other expenses, a feeling of warmth and reassurance. The utility bill had a little note on it that said, don't pay, account is being paid by credit card. So I can be reassured that whenever the due date comes up, the right amount of money will be sucked out of my credit card account to pay for the electricity and gas and water and trash service. And then whenever that credit card bill is due, another automatic payment will suck the right amount of money right out of my checking account and I'll remain debt free. Isn't this remarkable? I get to frolic around in this super comfortable house of mine, keeping it warm in winter and flipping on lights and stereos and pulling cold beers out of the fridge and hopping into a hot shower whenever I like, hosting guests and sharing the fresh food and hot showers and cold beers with them too. Music and movies stream in over the fiber optic internet connection and my fleet of crisp and well-maintained bikes flow in and out of the garage doors in the back without a second thought about how the bills will be paid. In fact, I don't even know when a single one of my due dates hits during the month. And I also don't keep track of when my dividends or payments come in from stock investments or my little one-owner business. Everything is worry-free because I know there's enough. 
And the very feeling of knowing that I have enough warms my heart and soul every single day. It is a feeling of liberation and freedom and a glider that keeps me soaring high above the bullshit of worry or having to sell out my free time for activities that aren't really helping anyone. To me, this feeling is the very core of being a rich person. But now that I've got you imagining a glossy and pampered bag barking orders at my live-in assistant and personal stylist before I climb into a white leather Lexus to roll down to the marina, I should mention a few additional details. All this incredible luxury occurs within my small house on the train tracks, tucked into a less than gingerfied neighborhood at the corner of a less than world-class city. When I sit at that kitchen table, I gaze out at a shitty pergola structure that really needs the first available appointment with my fire pit, which covers a sadly undersized side patio, which is currently the only outdoor living space on my postage stamp size lot. When I ride those wonderful bikes out of that tidy garage, I pedal past my 21-year-old Honda Odyssey. And I'm usually en route to Sam's Club to pick up another backpack load of discount groceries or to perform another few hours of dirty manual labor at my always under construction co-working space downtown. My flannel shirt may have holes in its sleeves from welding sparks and my jeans may have a rip seam or two from performing squats without proper workout gear. The two stories above are two different takes on the exact same life. As a high-income professional, you might have shuddered at the second one. Riding a bike during Colorado's unpredictable snowstorms or searing desert heat, eating at restaurants less than once a month, cutting your own hair, or standing atop a 32-foot ladder to reach the last patch of your house with a paintbrush are surely just the desperate acts of an extremely frugal man who does them to save money because he needed to escape the corporate world, right? But unfortunately for my uneasy, high-income critics, this is just not true. Because of my advancing age, natural growth of the stock market, and ongoing love for work, including writing this blog, I can afford to not do any of these things. In fact, depending on how you measure it, last year I spent only about 5% of my income on myself. I could spend 20 times more and still not have to go back to work and get a real job. At the same time, I have a few acquaintances, perfectly wonderful and thoughtful people, who do spend 20 times more and are still struggling to pay the bills and work one last year to get ahead of the treadmill. And they compare themselves to their other CEO peers, noting with relief that at least they spent far less than those crazy spenders and thus are living sensible lives. Who is the reasonable one here? And who is off with their heads in the clouds? Mr. Money Mustache, or Corporate Chief Christine? The answer, of course, is that we're both floating in space. My lifestyle is less expensive, but it's still way more than almost anyone gets to experience, even in the richest country in the world. A single man in a three-bedroom house worth over $350,000 with a seven-passenger racing sofa parked out back that can tow 1.5 tons of construction materials in his cargo trailer both of which he only needs once or twice per month. Plane tickets and parties, nice clothes and Amazon deliveries, it's all stuff that my teenage self could have never even imagined. 
So I could spend more, but I could also spend less. And I could be just as happy at any of those levels. My spending level today is just the result of my own imperfect efforts to build the happiest life I can while wasting as little as I can without being overly inconvenienced. And hopefully so is yours. The trick is in realizing you can always go further while also ending up happier in the process. In not being afraid to add challenge to your life because the right kind of challenge is a win-win rather than a trade-off. And to not worry about what experiences you might be missing, but being mindful of the beauty of whatever you are doing right now. At almost every moment in time, there's always something you could be doing that costs absolutely nothing, but which also makes you absolutely happy. Your lifetime wealth surplus depends on how often you choose to find these joyful moments. And only when you go far enough so that your spending is only a small portion of your income do you become rich. It is at this point that your incoming bills feels like a joy rather than a burden and your children's future educations feel like a playground rather than a minefield. Even lurking medical expenses or aging parents who may need your help or the inevitable blowups in the economy just becomes things you're prepared for, but not worried about. Right now, if you have any sort of income at all, it's probably enough to make you feel rich. The only question is, what changes do you need to make to your life over the next few months to unlock this joyful feeling. You just listened to the post titled The Real Benefit of Being Rich by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business, automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're gonna love Gusto. Get started today. One thing that came to mind for me when I was reading this post is the commonly held belief that frugality is deprivation. In our consumerist culture where convenience is on a pedestal, it's hard to imagine that someone would want to mow their own lawn or cook their own meals for reasons other than saving money. I think when frugality, in whatever form that makes sense for you, becomes your preference rather than just a tool to reach a financial goal, it starts to feel a hell of a lot like abundance. I love how Mr. Money Mustache describes this peace of mind he feels in knowing that he has enough, which can be a bit of an elusive feeling in this society that's always telling you that you need more. And not just more money, but more friends, more experiences, more success and achievement. If you're interested in diving deeper into this concept of 
enoughness. I'd encourage you to check out a speech from the Economy Conference, which is an event I produce about financial independence. Rose Lunsbury did an incredible speech titled A Journey to Enough, and it's available right now on YouTube. And that should do it for today. Have a happy rest of your day, and I'll see you in the Friday show tomorrow where your optimal life awaits.